0: Folks, wonder what happened on July 6th in baseball history? Four home, as turns out, is not enough by one player. Lefty becomes a strikeout king amongst lefties, and the first midsummer classic is played. Every piece of history starts with the birthday. Hundreds of players were born today, and special birthday call out today goes to Willie Randolph. He was born on July sixth, nineteen fifty four in Holly Hill, South Carolina. Randolph was known as a stabilizing influence on some very turbulent teams. His consistency on offense earned him the respect of teammates and opponents. He had a 30-day stint with the Pirates in 1975, and on December 11th, he was traded along with three players to the Yankees for pitcher Doc Medich. Randolph immediately became the starting second baseman and stayed in the role through 13 seasons while playing along the side of 32 different shortstops. During Randolph's first six seasons with the Yankees, they won five division championships, four AL pennants, and World Series titles in 77 and 78. In today's debut, Larry Pappy. He debuted for the Boston Red Sox on July 6, 1909. And he had a memorable debut. He tossed a four-hit shutout versus the Washington Senators for the two-zip Red Sox win. It was a crisp hour and 14 minutes <gasps> he sat down 15 senators in a row at one point he struck out seven he also chipped in with a single off righty bob groom and three at bats and the report from the globe that day commented commented that he handled himself like a veteran and fielded finely as well he'll play just three more seasons and have one more shout out to his credit now, before we get to Robin and today's baseball history highlights, I got some quick trivia for you. Since we're going to touch base on lefties, I thought I would ask, who has the most career games started in the American League for left-handed pitchers? And of course, the answer is going to come at the end of the show. Now, take it away, Robin.
1: On July 6, 1933, the first Major League All-Star Game is played at Comiskey Park. Babe Ruth hits a two-run home run to give the American League a 4-2 win over the National League. Connie Mack manages the AL team while John McGraw comes out of retirement to manage the NL. This was the only All-Star managerial appearance for both of these Hall of Fame managers. Casey Stengel holds the record for managing All-Star games at 10 for the American League. In 1953, Ford Frick, the third commissioner of baseball, institutes the Cy Young Award to honor baseball's outstanding pitcher of the year as chosen by Baseball Writers Association of America. Only one pitcher in baseball would receive the award each year until 1967 when a pitcher from each league would be honored. Don Newcomb, the award's first winner, is also the only player to win a rookie of the year, Cy Young, and MVP in a career. In 1978, Steve Lefty Carlton becomes the Major League's left-handed strikeout king, fanning seven Cardinals in an 8-3 Phillies win, bringing his career total to 2,836. Till then, Mickey Lolich had held the record with 2,832. One of Carlton's most memorable accomplishments was winning 27 games for the 72 Phillies. That was nearly half of their 59 total wins for the season. In 1986, Bob Horner becomes the 11th player to hit four home runs in a game but it isn't enough as the Braves still manage to fall to the Expos 11-8. Horner's four-homer day is only the second in a losing cause. Ed Delahanty of the Phillies managed to do it for the first time on July 13, 1896. In the same game but on the winning side, Al Newman cracks his first Major League homer off Zane Smith. This would be the only homer of his career as Newman would go on to the American League next year and set the junior circuit record by going to bat 1,893 times without a four-bagger. That was July 6th, This Day in Baseball.
0: Thanks for those highlights, Robin. Did a great job as usual. I'm going to give you a little bit more on that trivia. He also was the first starting pitcher in the first games ever played in the Kingdome and the new Comiskey Park and he didn't just start those games he threw shutout victories in both games and this is a one of the most fun parts of the show when I get to tell you about all the different radio highlights that we have to offer to you today on July 6th on vintage baseball reflections we and we have some amazing stuff the first ones I want to talk about is the 1938 all-star game that was played at Crosley Field in Cincinnati Now, funny thing is about this game, not so much about this game, but recently I went to a game in Fenway Park, and I sat in the monster seats for the very first time in my life, and I sat next to uh, uh, a person who had worked for the Cincinnati Reds since 1967. He worked at Crosley Field, Three Rivers Stadium, and of course the new Great America Ballpark. He had some great stories to share with me uh, for Crosley Field, so again, you can listen to that. Uh, then you can also listen to the 1942 uh, all-star game that was played on July 6th at the Polo Grounds. And then you can fast forward. And then you can fast forward to 1963 when the Mets played the Pirates. And, of course, you can listen to that game and the great Roberto Clemente played in that game as well. Uh, and then we got some a uh, little bit of highlights for you. Houston Astros, Cesar Cedeno's first career home run. I hope you head over there and enjoy that on VintageBaseballReflections.com. There's quite a there's quite a few audio highlights and games for you to enjoy. Now, drum roll, please, for that trivia you've been waiting for. The answer is Frank Tanana. He has 587 career starts as a left handed pitcher in the American League. Uh, He, along with Nolan Ryan, anchored the pitching staff of the California Angels from 1973 to 1979. It actually led to a saying, I hadn't heard before until I researched this, uh, Tanana and Ryan in two days of crying, an indication of just how much the two meant to the rotation. Now, in an odd twist in Tanana's career, he's only one of two pitchers to give up home runs to both Hank Aaron and Barry Bonds. The other would be Rick Ruschel. Plus, once upon a time, uh, I got to meet Frank, and he was my coach actually at a Tigers fantasy camp in 2008. Man, does that seem like a long time ago! So, special thanks out to Robin from Robin Says for the highlights of today's uh, baseball history and horsehide trivia for the trivia. Uh, links to both are in the show notes. VintageBaseballReflections.com features a treasure chest of baseball audio. The wonderful thing is the audio isn't a guy like me or a few talking heads reflecting on players, seasons, or teams. It is the actual players from that era, announcers from that era, giving you an uncut, unfiltered, unrecent day stance on what it was like then. These are real-time clips from that era. Now, we encourage you to check out our entire back catalog of baseball audio. And if you like old-time games and folks And folks, you are not alone. Join the membership section to enjoy interacting with fans, scoring games with folks just like you, and listening to hundreds of radio broadcasts that were baseball classics. As a special offer to you, type in This Day in Baseball for a discount just for you. And if you enjoyed the show, hit the plus sign to subscribe. Follow us on the socials, and above all, share us with your friends who love baseball history just like.